1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave and I'm here with Matt and Jess. Hello. Hi. <laughs> did I throw you off by not saying my last yes, name? I'm I sorry. was going to say. What did so, you say? just, just saying feels Dave? So, so formal. Hello, my name is David James Warnicke and I'm here with Matthew James Stewart and uh, Jessica Ann Perkins. Thank you. Thank you for having, having me.
4: Uh, at this book club meeting
1: A book club meeting? Yeah. Oh, what are we reading this week?
4: This week we are reading Breakfast at Tiffany's
1: Oh, Truman Capote A classic um, Matt, your your opinions on this novella?
0: Uh, I think it's really good I like that weird uh, racist stereotype part mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Where, uh, Tell the, me more The landlord mm-hmm. is uh, he's in yellow face and he, um,
4: did, Matt, did you watch the film instead of reading the book again?
1: Fuck. Yeah, that bit where Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. Oh no.
4: I liked Audrey Hepburn's portrayal. Oh no. Oh no. What have I done? You're out of the book club, mate. That's your third and final strike.
0: Look, what? Just because I've never read a book before, yeah. that's
4: That and remember the pants incident?
0: Yeah, I wore I wore pants. I'm sorry.
4: No, man. It was that you weren't wearing pants. Jim. The pants incident. And remember the time I asked you to pick up the Monte Carlos? It was your turn to get the Monte
1: Carlos? What oh, did you bring? What did you bring? Kingston. Kingstons. Kingstons. Oh, who likes Kingston's? Apparently oh, a differ- lot of people.
0: But I prefer Monte Carlos. I ate them on the way. and
1: um, You were left with Kingston's. <laughs> I was
0: left with the backup Kingston's. Uh, Every
1: car should carry a packet of emergency oh, Kingston's. All oh, right.
0: Monte Carlo, number one. Mm-hmm. Then you've got... Probably the Kingston's, maybe, in two.
1: Oh, okay. Uh,
0: then I reckon I'd go to the uh, the chocolate creams, whatever they're called. Delta cream. Delta creams. Mm, they're pretty good. Uh, this then is a good chat. I think Lois is the orange creams. Yeah. Orange slice. Orange slice, okay. This
4: is two. really accessible for our international listeners. Too. All right, so a Delta is cream not... is pretty
1: much like a cheap Oreo. Yeah, basically, oh, yeah.
0: Only nicer. And Monte
1: Carlo's. I like Monte Carlo's. Yeah,
0: can't beat them. Cannot beat that them. That weird red lining around the... Weird white what, cream stuff What is that?
1: I don't know, but I love it
4: What a time to be alive
1: What a time Alright, well, I'm going to take you back in time this week With uh, my topic Should we get straight into it? Let's
4: do it Let's wow. bloody do it This
0: is a fish and I like it I reckon the people People are going to love this I might
4: appreciate that Like, thank
1: God, thank God They were talking about biscuits
4: And yours are usually quite long, too
1: I've got a long one
4: Of course you do Alright, mate
1: And my report's yeah. quite big, too, so <laughs> <laughs> He's on fire. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we're going to start my uh, topic with a question. And by the way, this is the first one that the Patreon uh, patrons have uh, been able to vote on my topic. Yeah, you, so, I gave yeah. them three options. So, maybe we'll, I'll work in, uh, give you the two backup options after I w- we announce the, yeah, work, cool. the winner.
2: Okay.
0: I believe. Man, it's so awkward watching you butcher the fine segment that I worked up over months.
4: That's interesting.
0: It, it was. It was probably the best part of the show. And now that you're doing it poorly. Puh. It is uh I don't have the muff on my mic this week, so I've got to really watch my P's. I'm sure, there, <laughs> I'm sure there's a word for it that isn't muff. There probably is, but yeah. Anyway. No P's. Unfortunately P with, starts with P. <laughs> it's hard to So too. whenever I say P it starts with the P sound. I think yeah. every
1: time you say you say P you just replace it with an O.
0: Okay. O E. <laughs> Okay, that worked.
1: Great. So um, my no. question is, yep, to both of you. Yes.
0: Us. Oh, okay.
1: Who? Uh, mm-hmm. Dayton, Ohio's. <gasps> yes. Ohio. F- favorite sons. Sons. Who Dayton. Are Dayton, Ohio's favorite sons. So they're siblings. Ohio. Maybe. Yes, they are siblings. We'll just. Uh, Okay. Wh- which brothers My- are Dayton, Ohio's favourite sons? I have one.
4: Um, oh, no, Matt, I think I've got this.
1: I don't. Yeah, okay. Well, let's throw it over to it's Jess.
4: Mario and Luigi. Are they
1: from Dayton, Ohio? Yeah. Oh, They are, but they actually came runner-up in the oh. favourite sons poll. Interesting. Speaking of, of classic polls. Mm. Dayton, Ohio.
0: Because we had another Ohio topic very recently as well. Ohio. So we're in okay. Ohio country. At the moment, we're in a real Ohio purple patch. Well, I mean, you've got a oh, to... purple patch is not good for the lack of peas. Purple Fuck. patch. Oh, purple. You... Oh,
1: You've got to play to to your audience, and we've got a lot of Ohio listeners. Yeah,
4: yeah we do. Okay, so it's not Mario and Luigi. I really thought I had it there. Um... Favorite
0: sons. Is it a team?
1: No, it is two
0: brothers. Okay. Favorite. Okay. Did they play for the uh, for the Buckeyes? The Ohio State University Buckeyes. They
1: did not.
4: Okay. Did they?
1: For they did not need college where they were going.
4: Oh, where would you not need college?
1: Uh, Jail. Are they the
0: Cray Twins?
4: Yeah, you're doing the Cray Twins again, but they moved to Ohio.
1: (laughs) No, but if they were to go to jail, maybe they could just fly over the prison wall.
0: Okay, Superman and (laughs) Superman's brother. John. Not quite as... (laughs) Yeah. Superman Simon John. Kent
1: <laughs> Simon Kent
0: No? Uh, Clarence Kent Do you want
1: to just tell you? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I have a funny feeling Now that I know it's Flying Brothers It's definitely uh, the uh, Amelia
4: Earhart the, and her brother Emilio
0: uh, I was going to say the Turbo, turbo Toe Twins But the ones who fly with powered toes they got jetpack toes You know the Turbo Toe Twins? Also known as the Wright Brothers. Oh. You are
1: correct. (laughs) Or could I say, right. Oh, very good. Did you write that joke? No, I don't have to. Did you
0: write that joke? Jess made a joke on your joke. That is some amazing wordplay. Thank you so much. We are very, very smart. Thank you. All these very intelligent jokes we
1: make.
4: Yeah. We're three smart people. The Wright Brothers, cool. Now, I remember doing a project about them.
1: I know that you did that because when someone tweeted in this as a suggestion, I had to go back because I went back through to make sure no one else had tweeted in the suggestion, so I searched our Twitter handle and <laughs> Wright, And so uh, you'd written back, obviously, just saying, oh, wow, I did a project on them in grade four. I wonder how much I remember.
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be much. Oh, good. That's and also exciting. also in grade four, I did a project on the Black Box. I oh. don't remember a lot about that either. The Black
0: Box Brothers. Yeah. A lot of flying, a lot of flying yeah. stuff. Did you go to flight school? Yeah.
4: Flight centre. I went to flight centre. Flight centre primary school. Really? Yeah, yeah, well, There you go. Go yeah. on better. We all wore those cute little cravat things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Fly, flyman's cravat. That's yeah. what the, the guy flies a plane, the flyman? Flyman. Yeah. And flyman.
4: <laughs> no, the flyman. Flyman, yeah. Flyman. Flyman. Flyman.
0: Oh no, I've hurt my Flyman. <laughs>
1: you trying to say Flem again?
4: Flyman.
0: Flyman. Flyman.
1: Flyman. Simon the Flyman. Flyman.
0: Simon the Flyman. This is your Flyman, Simon speaking. Do you like my riff about how I'd hurt my Flyman? <laughs> I don't know what it means. I think I was trying to say something about Hyman, but yeah, I don't okay. fully know what a Hyman is. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I did. I broke it. <laughs> I broke it long ago. And, um... Yuck. Oh, what a start. I
1: All know. right. Well, <laughs> let me try and uh, rescue this. <laughs> episode uh, by telling you that Matt seconds ago made fun of me for my poll, mm-hmm. my, my Patreon poll. <laughs> he looked at my poll and said, that is a small poll. <laughs> no, my Patreon poll. Well, let me just tell you, Matt, that my poll was closer than any of your polls ever were.
4: Oh, oh. how's I that p- feel, Dickhead? I picked th-
1: topics that were so great that the uh, the
0: patrons really struggled. That's one way to spin it. But otherwise, they were so bad that they didn't oh, they know went which, which one was to, to pick. pick. That's yeah. actually true.
1: Uh, so I, I decided to have a topic. Yep. Oh. I went with brothers.
4: Uh huh. Okay. Cool.
1: That was my subject matter, I should say. Nice so, uh, I'll tell Just you. Just brothers,
4: not siblings. Just
1: brothers. No, I went with brothers because we had so many people. I uh, cool. went through the hat and I sort of categorised suggestions. So, huh. the least popular suggestion. Thirty-one percent of the vote. The least popular. Thirty-one wow. percent.
0: Stewart brothers.
4: Yeah, no. you and your brother. <laughs> you and your brother. No. Fair enough, too. Tom and Matt.
0: Would have been. would have made for a real
1: interesting 15-minute yeah. chat. <laughs> and here he is.
4: <laughs> yeah, we bring in your brother.
1: Uh, we had uh, Jesse and Frank James. You know, Jesse, Jesse James, James, the uh, outlaw criminals. But Okay, yeah, cool. As opposed to the in-law criminals. <laughs> uh, in second place, 33% <laughs> was uh, the Marx Brothers, which ah. I believe Matt had also put in uh, as a vote before. Is that true? Did that come second before? No, no. You never made that a vote? I never made that a vote. This guy, and finally, uh, but the winning with only thirty six percent of the vote. Wow, oh, my brother! So really, it was only about three I or four just, votes. I was about to like, what was it? <laughs> what one? And uh, cool. 30, that
0: would never have won one of my votes. Thirty six. it's a, but a paltry number. I always got more, higher percentages, more higher. Mhm.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: So think about that, Dave.
1: Well, you should have just been a uh...
0: more higher.
1: I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> putting into a calculator and it says error. Uh, The topic of the Wright Brothers is suggested by three people on three separate mediums. We've got uh, Tyler Schcommer on email. Thank you, Tyler. David Nelson on Facebook. Thank you, David. And good old Pete Free. Pete! Which is two in a row that Pete, because Pete, she has suggested many things on Twitter. Good job, Pete. She did uh, The Summerton Man, my last topic, as well as the Wright Brothers.
0: Hot streak for Pete. Yeah, go Pete. Pete.
4: Hot oh, streak for Pete. All right,
0: keen
1: Whoa. for Pete. Street for Pete. Let's do it. Street okay for Pete. Street for Pete.
4: Yeah, we're gonna name a street after her if she gets one more. Wow. That? <laughs> wow. What is that? I loved it. Do it all the time now.
0: I just didn't realise.
4: Wow. All
1: right, we're gonna do some rap brothers. brothers.
4: Do you know their names, Jess? Do you remember? Is one of them Edward? Or Edmund, no. or Daniel, Gary. Kevin,
1: William. I feel like Matt's probably more Henry, of a chance because Stephen. I'm Jan- not going to guess Daniel. We've already let you guess the topic. I'm not going to let you guess the names.
4: Oh, but give me a clue because I reckon I might. Simon. Give me the first letter of d- the d- first.
1: One. W and O.
4: Wilbur, and was it Wilbur? That's right. And uh, the second one is Orville. A-
1: very good.
4: Yeah. And, and that, I, Fuck off, you naysayer. Oh, piss
1: off. You needed a clue. It does not count if you. Go,
4: okay. Yeah. To remember the names of Wilbur and you
1: go, Orville. You go on. Who wants to be a millionaire? Nah. No, mate. No, no, give us a clue. <laughs>
4: Come on. Just, Come on, Eddie. Give us a
1: Eddie. I'll say the alphabet, and when I get to the right letter, you cough. cough. A, a. B. B. Was <coughs> B? that a genuine cough? <laughs> we'll do it again. We'll see. You a, B. See you didn't cough that time. This is very confusing.
0: That is that that's the way of secretly getting the info out of Eddie so no one else would notice. You say when when I say the right letter you cough. That's your secret plan. You so say that, that the producer of the shows don't realise.
1: But my real secret plan is that I've got someone in the audience talking to me in my ear. See? Right.
0: Wouldn't so, that be pretty obvious as well if they just no, but they're just looking, hanging over the and especially the because you keep touching to your, your ego, ego,
1: ego and that. that's, sec- that's a second that's a second plant uh-huh. to put you off so you don't know that I'm actually the world's smartest man <laughs> and I know the answer anyway. <laughs> hmm? <laughs> People won't believe that; they'd rather believe you're a liar.
4: Wilbur and Orville,
1: right? Will, uh, Wilbur, born eighteen sixty-seven, a good year. His younger brother, Orville. Orville, mm-hmm. i would never heard that name. Have you heard that before? No. Born eighteen, so it's
0: Orville, Orville.
1: Which one is it?
4: Orville. I'm like, how else could you say it? Orville, Orville.
1: It's an awful name.
4: It is pretty bad.
1: But he was born eighteen seventy one. They were two of the seven children born to Milton Wright, good name, a bishop in the Church of the United Brethren in Christ, and his wife Susan Catherine Corner.
4: Susan.
1: Uh, Wilbur was born near Millville, Indiana, and Orville. In Dayton, Ohio.
4: Ohio.
1: They moved around a lot, but most of the time they were based in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, The other siblings in the Ryan family were the older Royklin.
0: What? Yes. Jeez, they're all fucked names.
1: Lauren. Oh, yuck. (laughs) But L-O-R-I-N, so Uh, Lauren. Lauren. Uh, The younger Catherine. That's fine. Who the two brothers were very close with. And twins, Otis and Ida, who both died in infancy. Oh, Uh, In elementary school, Orville was given to mischief and was once expelled. He was, however, very clever and encouraged by his parents, and he wrote in his memoir, We were lucky enough to grow up in an environment where there was always much encouragement to children to pursue intellectual interests, to investigate whatever aroused curiosity. That's nice. Uh, their father, Milton, travelled a lot for his church work and in 1878 he bought home a toy helicopter for the boys.
4: Do you have to travel much for church work?
1: I think he was uh, travelling... I kind of
4: feel like you're assigned to church and that's it, isn't it? No,
1: I think that they were sort of... Second
0: family, secret second
1: family for yeah, sure. Yeah, 100%. And he's bringing home toys just to make up for his absence. Yeah, yep.
4: yeah, big time, covering that. So they're not asking questions. Mm-hmm. Busy with their toys. <laughs> second smart. family. Smart, very smart. Very
1: smart. Where, where's your other family? Have a toy... No more questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they've gone straight to where's your other family? <laughs> yeah. I told you they were encouraged to be inquisitive. Uh, so you brought them a toy helicopter for the boys. It was made of koik ba coik. Oh good.
0: Yeah, good building material. Now
1: known as cork, <laughs> but at the time Quik. Koike. Uh coik, bamboo and paper and, and then they
4: had a toyki sandwich.
1: <laughs> I've got a toik. A sandwich. Uh, it had a rubber band that would uh, twirl its twin, twin blades, so it would just sort of fly up and down using a rubber band. Orville and his brother were fascinated by the toy, and a lifelong passion for aeronautics was born. Uh, the two brothers were so into this toy, they were keen on trying to create a life size version of the toy so they could fly with it. But then their uh, school teacher persuaded them that this was probably pretty dangerous, so hmm. they gave up the idea. Killjoy. Typical teachers,
4: you know, holding the kids Mm. down. It was
1: Actually, his his name was Principal Killjoy. Really? Mm. Some people are just born into it. (laughs) As Orville grew older, so did his interest in hobbies outside the classroom, and he dropped out of high school during his senior year, and he opened a print shop. Mm. His older brother, Wilbur, was bright and a studious child, and excelled in school, and he made plans to attend Yale University after high school.
4: I've heard of it.
1: But, as I said at the start, they didn't need uni... When Wilbur was 18 years old, an accident changed the course of his life. <laughs> he was badly injured in an ice hockey game when another player's stick hit him in the face and he lost his two front teeth. Oh. His injuries are uh, healed. The incident plunged Wilbur into a depression. He did not receive his high school diploma, cancelled plans for college and became withdrawn. Holy shit. Bit of a now,
0: recluse. Can you just plan to go to Yale, isn't it? Like, don't they choose you? Not you go, all right, I'm, well, I've... I've made my
1: decision. I think um, that maybe he was so smart that he, he he could take take his pick. Maybe he could be he was being a bit arrogant.
4: Yeah, have you ever watched the Gilmore Girls?
1: No. <laughs> it's also a no from me.
4: Interesting, interesting. Well, no further comment
1: then. <laughs> did it have context, or do you just want to know? I just um, wanted to ask your yeah. opinion. On and one question for you. Suspense?
0: Were they from Dayton, Ohio? They were, no. Were they but Dayton, Ohio's
4: favourite Rory favorite daughters? is like set on going to Harvard from the age of like 15. she the mom? No, it's the daughter. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Anyway.
1: I thought Gilmore Girls was McLeod's daughters for so many years. They're different shows. Australian, different. Show, an Australian show set on a farm. Similar. And then when people got excited about it coming back, I was like, really? People enjoyed that farm show?
4: You're an idiot. Hmm. They're different things.
0: Yeah, the names are quite different.
4: Quite different, or is it just like,
1: like daughters? were are someone's daughters? were all someone's girls? That's true. No, As okay. John Fund once said, I can't argue with that logic. Uh, things got worse for the Rights when, in 1899, their mother Susan died after a long battle with tuberculosis. Oh no! In 1889, what awful. is tuberculosis? TB consumption. Sort of, it ruins your lungs. <laughs>
0: You explaining it with abbreviations doesn't help. What is tuberculosis? TB. Oh. <laughs> what is cancer? The
1: big C?
3: <laughs> oh, cancer. <laughs> right.
1: I understand the science of how it works now. <laughs> if you break it down into a small one or two letter combination, suddenly I become a doctor. <laughs> it, I think tuberculosis, it ruins your lungs. Mm. Sort of cough yourself to yeah, death. Yeah, that's
4: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, awful.
1: Sorry, it's, sorry it's, Susan. It's real bad. Yeah, no good. A long battle, too. Yeah. Uh, Orville, 1889, uh, he dropped out of the printing stuff. He began publishing the West Side News, a weekly West Dayton newspaper, with Wilbur serving as the paper's editor. They converted the paper to a daily in 1890, and they called it the Evening Item, but it only lasted four months.
4: Don't mind the Evening Item as a name. It's quite good. It's
1: all right, isn't it? Oh, but Then they focused on commercial printing when that failed. And when that didn't go well, in 1892, they decided to capitalise on the national bicycle craze and opened a bike shop. <laughs> they the, just don't know when to quit, do they? The bike craze, I hear you ask, was spurred by the invention of the safety bicycle, which is a two-wheeled bike that we know today, which what? was much more popular than the penny farthing. You know the bike with the... Yeah, I know a penny farthing, and why would you ever get rid of it? It's sick. It's a real uh,
0: pretty looking bike.
1: I imagine quite ex- expensive and quite dangerous.
0: What a wheel. <laughs> Interesting. That's such a, it feels like such a weird way to have had a first stab at a yeah, bike. Yeah,
1: you'd think it
4: would. Yeah, you'd think It'd, you would start with the
1: two two tires the same size, yeah. and then maybe that's the that's the safety bike. Yeah, weird. Anyway, good on them. But people are loving the safety bike. Initially, uh, they just started selling and fixing other bra- brands' bikes, but in eighteen ninety six, they started designing and manufacturing their own. Oh. so they're quite inventive. Oh. Right,
4: bikes.
0: Melvin Star,
4: was it Melvin Star?
1: Huffy, Huffy. <laughs> Remember Huffy? That was a brand of BMX. Pegs on the back. Oh, and a spoky doke going. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I had a bike. Uh, it was pink, and uh, the uh, it had a little not a basket on the front, but like a a little bag, like a. Oh, so you could put. You could you could zip it up, basically, and uh, the bike's name was Cuddles. <laughs> I did not
1: name it. It said on the the bag. What do you mean the bike's name? It said cuddles on there. Yeah. The bike's name. So, Jessica, what's your bike called? Cuddles. Cuddles. All right. And Matt, what's your bike (laughs) called? Do people talk about their bike's name?
0: Huffy. Is that like the brand? Cuddles. Do you call the brand of something its name?
4: No. It had, like, it had
1: brand. It's
0: my car. His name is Ford.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, feel free to pop your drinks in the Samsung, the fridge. (laughs) Yeah, it's a Samsung.
4: <laughs> anyway, just thought I'd share that fun anecdote with you from my childhood and you two tear it down. Sorry, Cuddles. Sorry, Cuddles. <laughs>
1: uh they Are you talking to lo- me or the bike? Am I Cuddles now?
0: I'm confused. Are you the bike or the...
1: I name people after the brand of bike that they ride. Your Cuddles, Road, Matt. Road, Matt, Matt's Huffy. Fair enough. Uh, they love bikes, but they shared another secret passion. Women. Oh, Definitely not Sorry Aeronautics
4: Oh, interesting That makes sense Orville and
1: Wilbur followed the latest flying news Uh, In 1896, uh, brought about three very important aeronautical events That they got very excited about In uh, May that year, the Smithsonian Institution Secretary Samuel Langley Successfully flew an unmanned steam-powered wing model aircraft In mid-year, Chicago engineer and aviation authority Octave Chanute Brought together several men who tested various types of glider over sand dunes along the shore of Lake Michigan. And the famous German aviator Otto Lillenthal, whose research the brothers had studied and followed for a long time, was kind of their hero. He died in a glider crash.
2: Oh, no.
1: The Wright brothers became convinced that with better designs, human flight was possible. So <laughs> their hero dies and they've gone, that's it. I can do this.
4: Yeah, it's our time to shine.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. With him gone, with our hero... From Germany, gone. Yeah. In America, we can now invent a plane. Uh, Lilenthal based his designs uh, on flying birds. He tried to make machines that looked a lot like birds, and he was ridiculed in life, often disparagingly referred to as the flying squirrel. Oh, that's nice. That's cute. There you go.
4: little squirrel. It's in a little plane. It's It's got the goggles on, a little scarf. Flying squirrel. That's adorable. Also, good pub name. Yes. Do you want to go out for, for dinner later? We'll just head down to the Flying Squirrel. What do you reckon? Yes, please. Great. What are you going to get?
0: A pint of uh, John Smith's Smooth Ale. hmm mm-hmm. Great. And uh, hold the food.
4: Hold the
1: food. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love... Often when I'm at a cafe, they ask if I, want to, I don't drink coffee. They're always like, do you want some coffees? I, from now on, I will turn to them and say, hold the coffee. <laughs> I will like,
4: only have
1: brunch. I will only eat. Never drink. <laughs> Hold the coffee. So anyway, so the hero's dead, and now they think they can usurp him. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we're going to have a crack at that. So in uh, May 1899, Wilbur wrote a letter to the Smithsonian Institute requesting information and publications about aeronautics. So we got a bunch of books and stuff. Drawing on the work of English engineer Sir George Cayley, the previously mentioned Chanute, Lillenthal, Langley, as well as Leonardo da Vinci, who 400 years earlier had conceptualised several flying machines. The Wrights began their mechanical aeronautical experimentation that year. Wilbur, who obviously loved to write letters, wrote to the US Weather Bureau and asked for a list of really windy places in his area.
4: <laughs> I hope that's how it was worded too, right?
0: I don't know where the windy areas are. It's so funny. <laughs> that's
4: so good.
0: I I can't believe... I need to just mention how good Chanute is as a name. <laughs> it's, it's, Why it's hasn't great. that come up yet? I was waiting for someone to mention it. Chanute. Chanute. Maybe oh, the best good. name I've heard so far. Is that a first name? <laughs> no, it's a,
1: it's a surname. Yeah. How but do you it, spell it? C-H-A-N-U-T-E. Chanute. 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 Ah, Chanute. Chanute. Ah, it sounds like something that Michael maybe Jackson would say. Chanute. Ah, Chanute. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, <laughs> I actually think it's a perfectly good first name. Chanute Wanake. Oh, okay.
4: Hello. Future children.
1: Hello, future children. (laughs) This is the moment you were named. If Matt hadn't have stopped the podcast and made me realise what a great name that is.
0: Could have been mine.
1: Never could have called it.
4: No. You stuffed it. Sorry, mate. I gave it away. Try, Try again next time, champ. I will. But Chanute yeah, Stewart. Yeah, next time, keep it to yourself, Matt. Chanute Stewart is Chinoot it? Does Stewart. it work at all? Chanute Warnocky, adorable.
1: Yeah, because I've got a. You have it because oh, you've got a. Oh, oh, no, an no, acceptable no, last name, like quite don't know co- common and acceptable.
4: Chanute Stewart is too many. It sounds. It's, no.
1: Chanute Warnocky. It just sounds like. It's Very it foreign. Flows. It I flows.
4: like it.
0: Chanute Stewart sounds great. Chanute
4: Stewart. Chanute oh, Stewart. Have
0: no, so no,
1: you no, doing geez. any Scottish accent? Ch- <laughs> but it's
0: chinoot That's how awesome. you make Chinoot how you make Portage
1: <laughs> So the US Weather Bureau wrote back to his windy Letter request
4: said, Hello Wilbur, we assume you are 10 years old <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And want to fly a kite
1: Where's the windy portage? What an adorable
4: question uh, Here is a list of places you can fly a kite But make sure to ask mum and dad Kind
1: regards, Weather Bureau. Locked bag. X, <laughs> X, <bags>. X. <laughs> uh, They wrote back and they suggested Kitty Hawk on the sparsely populated outer banks of North Carolina.
4: I've heard Kitty Hawk. Kitty Hawk? Probably because
1: of, because of this. this it's,
4: yeah, that's probably why. Probably made it famous.
1: Still only a few thousand people live there, so it really put Kitty Hawk on the map. I was
4: going to say, yeah.
1: And there on the sand dunes, very windy sand dunes at Kitty Hawk, the brothers got to work.
4: Oh, imagine windy sand dunes. Just oh. sand in your eyes. So you yeah, know, sand just gets everywhere. You, oh, you go need to the those beach, struggles. You go you to the beach. Three weeks later, you're still finding
0: sand in your sand butt.
1: In crack. Your, sand in your hymen. It's <laughs> got a
0: sandy. Is that work? <laughs> <laughs> sandy <laughs> Hyman's not a bad name.
1: Where are you going for lunch? Oh, the Sandy hymen. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to get? Hold the
0: food. There was a swimmer called Misty Hyman in oh. <laughs> the in the nineties, I think. <laughs> Olympic swimmer Misty Hyman. That's so no good. good. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no good.
1: <laughs> disagree about that name, <laughs> Chanute Hyman. Uh They broke down mastering flight into three key elements and three stages. If you if you can master these things, you can you can fly a plane. One, wings that will lift you off the ground into the air. Interesting. <laughs> I
0: reckon you could stop there.
4: Yeah.
1: Yep. <laughs> well, that's what. So the difference between so people had already flown gliders and stuff, but no one had been able to control it. So that's the, that's mm. the Wright brothers are the first people to successfully launch a controlled aeroplane. Spoilers. So, number, number, number two. Stickers that make you look badass. <laughs> uh-huh,
4: no, uh-huh. They want
1: a propulsion system that will move the wings through the air to generate lift. Like some sort of engine. Mm-hmm. And number three. Stickers of fire. <laughs> coming out the sides. Gnarly. And finally, a control system that will balance the aeroplane and let the pilot decide where they would like to go. That's the really key bit. Mm.
0: Um, mm. Bahamas. <laughs>
4: um.
0: Um, uh, then I want to go... Barbados. Barbados. Look, Jess, that was a long time ago. I think it's time you moved on. All right, mate. We've all made slight errors in
1: speech before. I can't think of a time I have. You better watch everything you say from now on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like I said, at this stage, people had only nailed element one, so getting off the ground. So that what they wanted to do was look at controlling the aircraft once it was airborne. On the basis of observation, Wilbur concluded that birds change the angle of uh, their wings to make their bodies roll right or left. The brothers decided this would also be a good way for a flying machine to turn, so to either bank or lean, much like you do on a bicycle. Their mm. work with bikes influences their work a lot. You know how on a bike you turn the handlebars, but you also lean? Yeah. They're like... Not the way I ride, mate. <laughs> You're all handlebar.
4: I am. Dead straight at all
1: times. No matter what, Jess is still in stage one of riding a bicycle. She can get off the ground.
4: Excuse me, I've got some fully sick stickers on my bike. You should,
0: you should see her at the velodrome. Very funny.
1: (laughs) Gets to the corner, (laughs) you start going up into the crowd, (laughs) riding riding over the roof. (laughs) Suddenly you're outside. I'm still doing it. I'm doing it. So they were like, we want to be able to bank left or right, so lean the plane. But how the (laughs) fuck do you do that on a plane? One day, when holding a long, thin, toothpaste-sized rectangular box, Mm -hmm. so a box like the toothpaste comes in, at the... is that that what a
4: toothpaste box is? (laughs) 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 Matt, what did you think a toothpaste box was until you described it? Oh, Oh, go
1: fuck
0: yourselves. I was trying to make sure that... I thought it was TB.
1: (laughs) I was trying to make sure that what I said (laughs) makes sense, because... These words. Uh, I've watched a YouTube video of them showing the movements, and I'm actually trying to make it so. If you so you're just listening to this, you can understand what I'm saying. Sure. I'm sorry. So you got a toothpaste box. He noticed that it was that he was just fidgeting with it and inadvertently pulling it back and forth like he was gently wringing out some wet clothes. Mm-hmm. So one hand towards himself, then one hand the other way.
4: Yep. Which a box can do. You can you imagine that? Yeah, of yeah. cardboard
1: box. Their glider was also rectangular, and he theorised that if he pulled one side of the plane up while the other side went down, they could turn in the air. Yeah, right. And that was their sort of big wow. revelation.
4: That's pretty amazing.
1: And uh, over a couple of years, and through lots of trial and error, they developed their own gliders on the sands of Kitty Hawk. Most of these kite tests were unpiloted with sandbags or chains, or even a small local boy used as a ballast. Oh, wow. So they just tied a kid to the plane and let it go.
4: Also, isn't it great that dental hygiene has played a part in you know how easily we can travel now?
0: Yeah. Remember to floss everybody.
4: You must. You absolutely must.
0: It's the only way to thank uh, the Wright brothers mm. in, the, in the right way. It's the right thing to do. Uh,
1: we'll let you know that it wasn't actually a toothpaste bo- box. It had, like, bicycle shh, tools in it. Shh, 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 shh. Just, Dave, to me, it looks Dave, like a bicycle. It just looked a bit like a nope.
0: thing. Just...
4: So, sorry, it wasn't a toothpaste box at all.
1: No, it's just like that shape.
4: So, even after all of that, and I'm imagining a Colgate box. So, Colgate, Colgate drugs, had nothing to do with it. So, it's, it's got nothing to do with toothpaste at all. What about? Do they even have toothpaste? Triple
0: mint Probably stripe?
1: not.
4: Definitely not whitening or sensitive, did they? It would have just been oh, the one no. thing.
1: God, they couldn't bite into an ice cream like I can, confidently, every time. (laughs) Sense it on. Hey. In 1901, the brothers showed their true genius. (laughs) So they've been uh, on the sands for a couple of years. They showed their true genius when instead of continuing to test different gliders with slight changes, something that to perfect could take decades, so they just kept doing it thousands and thousands of times, they built a miniature wind tunnel where they could test tiny metal miniature versions of their gliders. They were able to uh, test and perfect hundreds of different wing types in a very short amount of time. Wow. So the Wrights took a huge step forward and made basic wind tunnel tests on 200 wings of many shapes and curves, followed by detailed tests on 38 of them. So if they did that on the sands, it would have taken forever. Mm. But they just did it at home. The tests, according to biographer Fred Howard, quote, were the most crucial and fruitful aeronautical experiments ever conducted in so short a time with so few materials and at so little expense. Uh, With their new method, the Wrights achieved true control in turns for the first time on October 8th, 1902, a major milestone. From September to October that year, they made between 700 and 1,000 glides, the longest lasting 26 seconds. Wow. And uh, they went 600 feet or nearly 200 meters. So, it's kind of impressive.
4: 26 seconds, yeah, that's impressive. But, but, but it, you bloody think it's impressive, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, the
0: so at this stage, no one else is doing this, though, right? Or is that not right?
1: Other people are doing it, but no other people are doing it with the wind tunnel.
0: Okay, so you really... So, other people are doing similar other, stuff.
1: So, at the moment, they're just gliding, which other people are doing. But, yep. you, but soon... They want to add an engine, which other people aren't doing properly yet. Another big move uh, was uh, when the Wrights discovered the true purpose of a movable vertical rudder. (laughs) Its role was not to change the direction of flight, as a rudder does in sailing when you're sailing a boat, but rather to aim or align the aircraft correctly during banking turns and when levelling off from turns and wind disturbances. So it sort of helps the plane to recover, Hmm. sort of go back to normal. Other builders until this point had thought of planes like boats. When a boat gets knocked by a big wave because of its weight, it sort of balances and rights itself. Mm. But the Wrights, with their biking background, once again, saw the plane as more of a giant bike With a person in control of the vehicle, it's their job to correct and balance the vehicle themselves. You know when you're right. on a bike, you hit something, the bike doesn't have enough um, gravity or whatever to balance itself. Yep. As a rider, you've got to sort of work it out. Their big breakthrough here was, well, if we let the pilot control that, then it's his or her job to do that.
4: mm that's interesting. Uh,
1: in 1903, the brothers built the powered Wright Flyer 1 using their preferred material for construction, spruce, a strong and lightweight wood, and Pride of the West muslin for surface covering. So if you see photos of it, it's sort of covered in fabric. Are mm. uh, they also designed and What's, covered... What does
0: spruce mean?
1: Oh, it's like a type of
0: wood. Oh, right. So the spruce goose.
1: Oh, that was made of spruce wood. Ah. Oh. Does that make sense?
0: Spruce. It's a fun word. Spruce. Spruce it up a bit. Yeah. Is that what that means? Must. Add wood to it.
4: Yeah. What have you been doing? Oh, if somebody maybe. said spruce it up. Adding cushions. Yeah, I've been <laughs> adding fucking throw idiot. pillows. You've been no. De-
1: decking and a- pimping my ride.
4: You've got to add, gotta add I've wood. I've been adding to it.
0: like subwoofers. No.
1: Oh, what are you doing? you got to spruce it up, mate. Cover it in wood panelling. Wood panelling. Damn it. You idiot.
4: I am so embarrassed for
1: you. <laughs> yeah, I think the, so. The spruce. Goose. I always say spruce moose because that's the parody on The Simpsons. That was Howard Hughes' giant wooden Hercules plane, which he used spruce because it is so light. And it's like the biggest plane that's ever still ever flown. Really? Like the wingspan. It's too big. And you only ever flew it once. Wow. But that was enough to prove the haters wrong. <laughs> um, but the Wrights, they also designed and carved their own wooden propellers they thought they could base their designs on existing wooden uh, propellers, so they went to lots of libraries and stuff. And it turns out no one had ever made them like they did, so they had to make their own. Hmm. Uh, they wrote to several engine manufacturers, but none met their need for an engine that was powerful but also really light because you can't make it heavy if it's going to fly. So they turned to their trusted friend and bike shop mechanic, Charlie Taylor. Charlie Taylor, who is... Um, an- He's a big part of the story, but often isn't talked about. So, I sort of want to give him a bit of credit here. He built the engine that they used, and he built it in just six weeks in close consultation with the brothers. To keep the weight low enough, the engine block was cast from aluminium, a rare pa- practice for the time. So, they're making innovations everywhere they go. and sort of making it up as they go.
4: They would have called it aluminum. That is true. Thank you. It is.
1: Trumanum. <laughs> Uh, The flyer, just so you can can imagine it, it had a wingspan of 40 feet or 12.3 meters. It weighed 600 pounds, 270 kilos, and it had a 12 horsepower, 82 kilo, 180 pound
4: engine. I don't understand horsepower, but it it sounds impressive.
0: I think, it not it just meant to be like, early on, they they were basically saying... How many horses would generate this amount of power or something? Yeah,
1: early on. Yeah, and that sort of became standardized. What is that? What is one horsepower? It depends on the horse, doesn't well, it? Yeah. That's <laughs> true. And
4: its level of belief in itself. Right. You know? okay. So much of it is in the mind. Do you it's know what I mental. Mean? You speak to any Olympian, they'll tell you.
0: Yeah.
1: So you're saying that this 12 horsepower with a self belief factor of two mm-hmm. on a scale of one to four? Yeah. I don't want to go crazy here. These aren't professional horses. No, okay. they're just, they're some, just some horses amateur are professional horses. at being horses. <laughs> <laughs> <Those> <laughs> are um,
0: volunteer horses. Mm, uh, they're part-time actually, horses. They're actually men yeah. in horse outfits.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Dave, do go on.
1: Now, Matt asked earlier, other people are doing this at the same time. They totally are. People are trying to develop planes all over the world. In October of this year, 1903, the Smithsonian Secretary General Samuel Langley was given 50 grand by the US government, which at the time is a fortune, to develop a plane he called the Langley Aerodrome. He had made uh, some successful unmanned flights in the 1890s, so he had the US media's attention when he proposed the first manned test flight carrying his chief assistant, Charles Manley. But it was a disaster. With everyone watching there and the world's newspapers watching, the aerodrome failed to fly and crashed into the Pontomac River seconds after launch. Uh Uh-oh. This led to the widespread public belief that manned flight was probably impossible.
4: And now look at us. That's right.
0: We're, do, we're doing this report from an aeroplane. An aeroplane.
4: Three separate aeroplanes. Mm, right. We fly. We, sounded- <laughs> we fly in formation. <laughs> Jess, don't yeah.
0: ruin the magic. I think people like to think we're all
1: in the same aeroplane.
4: We're like flying ducks. Yeah. We, we fly in formation. <laughs> ducks fly together.
1: Triple deke. <laughs> ducks who fly together stays together. Oh my God, now I want to watch my I believe ducks. in you, Charlie. Uh, The Wrights, so there was that disaster in October. Mm. The Wrights took to the air two months later, December 17th, 1903, making two flights each from level ground into a freezing headwind. The first flight by Orville at 10.35 in the morning was 120 feet or 37 meters in 12 seconds at a speed of 7 miles or 11k over the ground. Uh, The fourth flight was the longest of the day. The distance over the ground was measured to be 852 feet, the time of the flight was 59 seconds. So it's not very far, but they were ecstatic they had done it. That mm. is the first ever controlled air flight. That's pretty amazing. Uh, five people witnessed the flights, uh, including John T. Daniels, who snapped a famous uh, photo of Orville called First Flight, which you still see if you Google Wright Brothers. This one comes up. And uh, also a local teenage boy who lived in the area.
4: And just happened to be wandering there. There go. <laughs> what
1: are you blokes up to?
4: Yeah, I'll yeah. have a look. Mind, so if I ta- mind if I hang around and have a squeeze?
1: And then you accidentally squiz the first ever flight, control yeah, flight.
4: You squiz on history. It's amazing. What a
1: moment.
0: That's a really amazing moment. Mm. You were looking at me like you wanted me to agree?
4: Yeah. I just wanted you to contribute. Well, I, I, I just mean, wanted I, you to I agreed present. only
0: because you looked at me like that. Try, try to but be otherwise, present. I disagree. That's okay. what my heart was saying. What do you disagree with? You were saying, we even listening?
1: it's not impressive to see the first ever flight by accident?
0: Impressive? No. I wouldn't say that. Life-changing? No. But that guy's dead now. You know what I mean? He almost certainly is. So, you know, in that way, think about it. What what to do for him? He's dust now. Dust in the wind. So everything's pointless? Yes.
1: Okay. All right. Well,
3: interesting.
0: If you're that boy, it is. Because you're dead. Hmm. Grow up, Dave
1: This show is brought to you by
0: BetterHelp. I got to get something off my chest. Okay, I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving has been them for
1: my wedding.
0: That has been stress. <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. That feels a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that felt that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah, it was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit
1: he, that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> dot com slash d g o today to get ten percent off your first month. That's better H E L P dot com slash d g o. Uh, after the men hauled the flyer back from its fourth flight, a powerful gust of wind flipped it over several times, despite the crew's attempt to hold it down. Severely damaged, that aeroplane never flew again. Oh wow! So the first plane aeroplane to ever never fly. I'm never gonna fly again. Guilty. F- Guilty fins have got no rhythm. <laughs> uh, the brothers, obviously fucking excited, hiked for miles to telegram their father to tell him it was a success and to tell the local newspaper. The Wright brothers soon found that their success was not appreciated by all. Many in the press, as well as fellow flight experts, were reluctant to believe the brothers' claims. I oh. thought they were making it up. Jerks. But that, that, but
0: that, that plane you said that it was out of commission straight after. So no one ever saw it.
1: Well, they got, they got one photo of it.
0: F- that, that proves it, I guess. What if, the, what if they just dropped it from a height and they took the photo? Yeah, by- I guess that's the
1: thing, because it's like, well, that could have been gliding. We've all bloody glided, yeah. mate. So it's really, it's, it is really difficult to prove. Hmm. In uh, 1904, the brothers, undeterred by uh, the press ridiculing them, moved their experiments home to Ohio and set up at an airfield at Huffman Prairie. Huffman. That's a great name. That's nice. A cow pasture eight miles northeast of Dayton. They invited reporters to their first flight attempt of the year on May 23 on the condition that no photographs be taken. Mm. Engine troubles and slack winds prevented any flying and they could manage only a few short hops a few days later with fewer reporters present. So that was a bit of a disappointment, but they decided to go all in on the flying business and began withdrawing from the bicycle sh- uh, bicycle game. This might seem like a no-brainer now after all they just invented the first controlled flights. You'd probably invest your life savings into it. However, they still had no financial backers and weren't wealthy themselves, so financially extremely risky. Because all this building stuff costs a fortune. Hmm. They also did not have the luxury of being able to give away their invention because it had to be their livelihood. Thus, their secrecy intensified, encouraged by advice from their patent attorney, Henry Toolman, uh, and he told them to not reveal details of their machine. So that's why they didn't want anyone taking photos of it. Because they're worried other people will come in and steal their idea.
4: Sneaky bastards.
1: And they begin to get a little bit paranoid about that.
4: That's just all the pot they're smoking.
1: Yeah. Oh. Mm. I missed that bit.
4: 420, baby.
1: <laughs> Wilbur, Orville, let's blaze it.
4: You know what time it is, boys? <laughs> blaze it in the sky.
1: You better believe they were flying high.
4: (laughs) They thought they were.
1: Uh, By October 1904, less than a year after their first flight, Wilbur made a flight that lasted uh, 25 miles or 45 kilometers in 38 minutes, ending with a safe landing when the fuel ran out. Wow. So huge improvement. Like nine months later, you've gone from like 50 seconds being a big deal to 38 minutes.
4: That's awesome. Uh, And, And 38 minutes and 45 Ks
1: yeah it's it's really far. yeah it's and and he's in control the whole time too, so he's not just like i'm gliding baby, yeah, like he he's knows. doing turns, doing laps Wow uh, the flight was seen by a number of people, including several invited friends, their father, Milton, who was very proud oh, and some neighboring farmers that's cool. A uh, reporters turned up the next day because they heard a rumor of what had just happened, but they refused to fly in front of the cameras Wow. Oh. A few newspapers published articles about the long flights, but no reporters or photographs had been there. The lack of eyewitness press coverage was a major reason for disbelief in Washington and in journals like Scientific America, whose editors doubted what they called, quote, the alleged experiments. And newspapers wrote, alert as they are, somehow they allowed these sensational performances to escape their notice. Which, in my opinion, is quite quite accurate. Because these days you have paparazzi camping out for like three weeks. To get a photo of someone having a swim on a yacht, mm. and now these people are doing the first ever flight ever. Don't you want to be the first reporter to try and get a photo of that? Yeah, you would think so. Like that's isn't that the biggest story? It would of be of the century.
0: But, but if they're thinking about it like it's you know like anti-vaxxers or something, you know, so all that you know, thinking about it like it's this myth made up world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh uh,
1: yeah, it's yeah. just a hoax. Uh, f- Ever fearful of competitors stealing their ideas and still without a patent or patent, which i am still not decided how I like to say that word. Like patent. I'm
0: a patent guy. Sorry, I'm back. I'm you are not keys. allowed to say
1: any patents or patents. Try
4: now. Yeah, try back there. Patent. Nice.
1: <laughs> um, so, they're, they're freaking out about the patent slash patent, which they don't have yet. So, they flew only once more on uh, October 5th, and from then on, they refused to fly anywhere unless they had a firm contract to sell their aircraft.
4: Mm. Wow. Okay. Uh,
1: in Europe, the men were laughed at in the media. In 1906, skeptics... <laughs>
0: That's so funny to picture that. Journalists just writing
1: articles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look at these chumps. Ha, ha, ha,
4: ha, ha. <laughs> Next paragraph. <laughs>
1: Now, skeptics in the European aviation community had converted the press to an anti-right brothers' stance. Oh, my God. European newspapers, especially those in France, were openly derisive of the brothers, calling them bloofers, which trans- translates as bluffers. Like, they oh. just called them "bluffers." Bloofers. <laughs> the word bloofer is awesome. In 1906, the all-important patent came through for the rights in the U.S., for a flying machine. Before this point, they had been terrified that someone would take their invention, but now they've got the piece of paper that says we invented it. Uh, The Wright brothers made no flights all in 1906 and 1907. Instead, they spent the time attempting to persuade the US and European governments that they had invented a successful flying machine and were prepared to negotiate a contract to sell that to their governments.
4: Wow.
0: That's a long time without flying, letting other people...
1: Like catch up and... Yeah, wow. The brothers' contracts with the U.S. Army and French syndicate depended on successful public flight demonstrations that met certain conditions. So they, they, they needed to demonstrate that they had the goods before the government's given money. So the brothers had to divide their efforts. Wilbur sailed for Europe and demonstrated his flight in France. Orville would fly near Washington, D.C. and try and win over the American government. Wow. But then we come to a man named Glenn Curtis. Shit name.
0: I wonder, what, I wonder what happens with him. Don't know. He said it in a way that means yeah, it's, it's going to be quite it's important.
1: Dramatic, yeah. isn't it? Oh yes.
4: Oh, oh, he's got that smug face. Okay, Glenn is. Either- Glenn
1: Curtis, oh. somewhat of a third wheel in this story.
4: I feel like Glenn may be a bad
1: guy here. No, well I'll let you decide what you reckon. Mm. <clears throat> I'm
0: on board.
4: I like
1: deciding. Glenn yeah. Curtis, an inventor, pioneer, and somewhat of a daredevil.
4: One N or two in Glenn?
1: Double N, double S. Glenn Curtis. Oh, interesting.
4: Okay. I'm listening. Oh, I yeah. am. Okay. Continue.
1: I watched a short dramatization of this part of the story, and he was played by a fit actor. So I don't know if he was good looking in life, Jess, but the actor certainly was.
4: Well, you, I mean, you say that like I'm so superficial. that That's the only thing that's important to me. You had me at Daredevil. I know, you but know you love,
1: I was going to say you love Glenn's. I was just going to you just love Daredevils. You I love, dare you love a bad boy. I love
4: a bad boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love him. If they're like, sorry, toots, can't talk, got to go ride my motorbike. <laughs>
0: you
1: would not like that person at all.
4: <laughs> toots. Yeah.
1: What about a motorbike? Do you like motorbikes?
4: Bah. Yeah, I like motorbikes.
1: This guy is, is your man. Sick. Born in New York in 1878, Glenn Curtis, seven years younger than Orville, the younger brother, he also owned a bike shop but in the early 1900s became interested in motorcycles. Mm, Mm -mm -mm. Very
4: good. I like this bike, but I'd like it more if it went faster. In
1: 1902...
4: Wait, oh, in 1902 he invented the leather jacket. Is that what you're going to say?
1: Yep. He also began (laughs) manufacturing motorcycles with his own single-cylinder engines, and by the next year he had set a land speed record on his bike.
4: Oh, that's sick.
1: What a cool dude. That 24 years old, a year later, he's got the fucking record. Oh my God, yes. The manufacturers of the famous Indian Motorcycle Company came to visit him and couldn't believe that one man had made a bike faster than theirs in the back of his tiny bike shop. That's amazing. They're impressed. That's cool. In 1907, Curtis set an unofficial world record, so unverified, but he always claimed it, of 136 miles or 220k an hour, a record that stood until 1930.
4: Wow, that's fast.
1: So when it comes to engines, he's the real deal.
4: He's he's the engine man. Oh, yeah. Glenn the engine. Glengen.
1: Glengen Curtis. Mm. Mm -hmm. He'll never hurt us.
0: (laughs) Or will he?
4: Bad Mm. boys will always hurt you. You never learn. You never learn.
0: Protect your fragile heart.
1: You got to. You got to protect your fragile heart. In 1907... Famed inventor of the telephone, Alexander Graham Bell, invited Curtis to develop a suitable engine for heavier-than-air flight experimentation. So there's two types of travel, air travel at the time. There's lighter-than-air, which is stuff like um, hot air balloons and mm-hmm. blimps and stuff, and then there's heavier-than-air, which is gliders and aeroplanes.
4: Sure. Okay, that makes sense. Did Alexander Graham Bell have a leather jacket?
1: Oh, He only wore a leather jacket. Sick. Dick out. He didn't wear a leather pants. He had no <laughs> pants.
4: He had, oh, are you saying Matt, that he had absolutely nothing else on but just what on? the leather jacket?
0: Yeah. You could see the DNA. <laughs> dicks, and, dicks and ass. <laughs>
4: I've never heard that. Of. Dicks?
0: He dicks and ass. <laughs> he had multiple. Well, oh, you didn't know that about Alexander? Yeah. One for each He was a name. double dick man.
1: <laughs> That's what separated him from the rest. Yeah. A man with two first
4: names and two dicks. Mm. You can't trust him.
1: That's my rule of thumb. <laughs> Either or, but this man had both.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. What a, tri- a quadruple whammy.
1: <laughs> so, two dicks, Bell. <laughs> he regarded Curtis, bad boy, one dick as well. Uni uh, dick un- un- Curtis, un- that <laughs>
4: we know of.
1: Unconfirmed <laughs> sightings of his uni dick. He regarded Curtis as quote the greatest motor expert in the country. And he invited Curtis to join his Aerial Experiment Association, the AEA, to sort of develop their own plane. Fun. Uh, Curtis developed a few planes and engines with the AEA. The most famous of the early ones is called the June Bug.
4: Oh, that's cute. (laughs) Uh,
1: The Scientific American Cup was a competition promoted as the first public demonstration of an operational airplane. Whoever could publicly fly over one kilometre in front of these guys would get... $25,000? Which was a
0: fortune back then.
1: A fortune.
4: I'd take that now, happily. I wouldn't. Interesting. That's why you and I differ.
0: Put it in the bin. Yeah. You know if you can be bothered.
4: (laughs) Spit on it. Yeah. Wipe your bum with it.
0: I wipe my DNA with it.
4: (laughs) How many you got? I've just got the one of each, yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, a uni bum. Uni uni ass. Hmm. Dave? Pardon?
4: I want to... I mean, I don't want to ask, but now I need to know.
1: 2D, 3A. Oh, no! Two down, three across. (laughs) 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 That's a super nerdy crossword. Uh, The Aero Club, who were doing this Scientific American Cup for the 25 grand, they contacted the Wright Brothers first, offering them first go... (laughs)
4: Just thinking, like what my answer would be. <laughs> I have neither. Oh, <laughs> that wasn't worth it. Keep
1: going. Zero down, zero across. Yeah, zero down. Get you. <laughs> uh, so the A, the Aero Club, the people organizing this competition, they give Wright Brothers first dibs. They're like, "All right, we've heard that you can fly the plane." Do you want to come and do it? Orville wrote to decline the opportunity on June 30 as the Wrights were busy completing their deal with the US government. So he's like, no, we don't need your money. Glenn Curtis, bad boy, did not muck around. And when he heard the Wrights were not interested in competing, he stepped up. So the day before the event, he crashed his plane during a test. But this did not put him off. (laughs) Bad boy. That could probably put you off, I reckon. A few days after the Wrights declared that they were not interested, on July 4, Independence Day 1908, Curtis took the dune bug to the sky in front of a huge audience. A, fril- a film crew turned up and made this the first ever flight recorded on film. Wow. On the second try, after stalling the first time, the aeroplane successfully flew 5,500 feet, 1.6 kilometres in 1 minute 40, winning the trophy and a $25,000 cash prize. All right. So that was
0: the first... Uh, videoed first filmed. videoed. Uh, so the, if it's the first filmed, is that Do some people think that was the first? You know, the first real
1: flight. Most people first proven. Most people believe that Wright brothers. They do believe. Okay, but there is always controversy. Oh yeah, of
4: course.
1: Uh, Curtis, because of this, was instantly famous across the country because he's in all the newspapers. He's declared as like the winner of this aviation competition. In one day, Curtis had done more to promote aviation than the Wright brothers had ever done.
4: Wow!
1: Three years previous to the June Bugs flight, the Wrights had made flights of up to 24 miles or 38 kilometers, but they didn't have any official witnesses. So their efforts were still widely unreported. And they're constantly reading the newspaper being like, this fucking guy, but we don't want to give away our secrets. Sure. So they're not, you know, they're not giving into it.
4: Wow. Stubborn, aren't they?
1: Amidst the publicity following the flight, the Wrights sent a warning to Curtis that they had not given permission for use of, quote, their aircraft control system to be used for exhibitions or in a commercial way. They warned him that uh, what he'd just done infringed on their patent.
2: Ooh.
1: Thus begins a chapter of aviation history known as the Wright Brothers Patent War. Ooh. Ooh. We love a good war on this show.
4: We do. Ice cream ones... End of list. Emu ones. Emu ones.
0: World ones.
4: World ones. Mm, wars on childhood Car- was obesity. Was it war of currents? Yeah, we have the war of currents. Mm.
0: Jess does not remember it at all. What
4: was that?
1: <laughs> oh, do you remember when Thomas Edison electrocuted an elephant? Oh,
4: war of currents. I was thinking like the berry. <laughs> I bet
1: mean, they're not berries. Well, that sounds
0: way more fun.
1: Now, uh, a few months after this scientific cup. Wilbur demonstrated his machine for the French public who had previously derided him. The crowd was thrilled by his feats and flocked to the field by thousands and the Wright brothers instantly became world famous.
4: Can you do an impression of the French crowd? Oh,
1: boy. I'm so excited to see him hit this guy. Perfect. Why why'd
0: you translate most of that into English and not the first bit?
1: I speak English. That was French.
0: Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> you fucking racist. Sorry. You can understand French. Sorry, mate. Yeah,
0: don't... That was a real jerk move.
1: Come Just, on, mate. And stop checking the fucking footy score. Damn it. Um, so now they're, so they're famous in Europe now as being
4: those flying guys. Those, those flying guys. Awesome. He's famous
1: in America. Now they're two distinctive front runners for being like the one that can claim we were first. Yeah, cool. Curtis, bad boy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not so bad after all because he reached out to the Wright brothers early on and said, You can make better planes than I can, I can make better engines than you can. Let's team up and get rich together. The Wrights did not go for it. No. Oh. Not interested. They wanted all the glory.
4: I want it all. They want
1: it all. And they want it now.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: In September 1908, Orville was asked to demonstrate his plane for the US Army. Of course, wanting to show up Glenn Curtis, Orville agreed to the demonstration. Army Lieutenant Thomas Selfridge, himself an aviation enthusiast and good friend of Glenn Curtis, agreed to be a test passenger. Mm. So, until this point, everyone has just been solo flights. And most of the time, the first flights, they actually lie down on it. As well as their pride and fame, on the line was a $25,000 contract, which, as we all know, Matt, is,
0: is... Is becoming less and less money as the years go on. Yeah, but still quite impressive. <laughs> still impressive, quite
1: impressive <laughs> Matt.
4: would still wipe his DNA with mm. it.
0: Don't want it. I don't even think I'd want it touching me anymore.
1: <laughs> I think it's that's a, actually how people got tuberculosis.
0: yeah. Rubbing twenty five thousand dollars on their DNA. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so the up for grubs was a, a contract with the U.S. Army to make their planes. So leading up to the event, Orville completed a series of solo test demonstrations. One of these tests, he flew over sixty two minutes, so smashing his own existing record. Wow! Their rival, Curtis, was watching, who was invited to the event by his friend Lieutenant Tom Selfridge, the guy that's going to be the first um, sort of guest on board. Mm-hmm. After twelve successful. Solo test flights Lieutenant Selfridge joined Orville For the first official demonstration
0: Tell me he's not going to sabotage it Because he's friends with the other guy
1: oh. The right flyer circled Fort Meyer Four and a half times at 150 feet And everything was going really well
4: Oh no, it was going really well But halfway through the fifth oh no.
1: circuit Oh no The right propeller broke No Losing thrust No The rudder <laughs> No, <laughs> swiveled. Not the rudder. <laughs> the rudder swiveled. The plane became horizontal and no. sent the flyer into a nose dive. Oh,
4: nose <laughs>
1: <laughs> Orville shut off the engine and managed to glide for about seventy-five feet, but the flyer hit the ground nose first. Oh
4: no! When the craft <laughs> first,
1: when the craft hit the ground, Selfridge and Wright were thrown forward. Selfridge struck one of the wooden upright of the uh, f- framework of the oh, plane, fracturing the base of his skull. Oh, no. He underwent neurosurgery, but obviously it was pretty um, primitive back then. He died three oh. hours after the crash oh. without ever regaining consciousness. No. Thomas Selfridge was the first patient... Passenger to be killed in an aeroplane crash.
4: Hey, well, I mean... Mm. So there's something. You'd take that, wouldn't you, as a first? It's always good to be the first to do something. I
0: knew he'd sabotage it (laughs) with the base of his skull. (laughs) Yeah,
1: cop that plane.
4: (laughs) Oh, that's awful.
1: Orville suffered severe injuries himself, including a broken femur, several broken ribs, and uh, a damaged hip. He was hospitalised for weeks and bedridden for months. The accident left him in pain for the rest of his life.
0: Oh, Oh, no. I mean, that sounds like that should be the case cuz he he fell out of a plane. Yeah. That was nose diving. Amazing to be alive and, yeah. there's,
1: and there's no seatbelts. belts. There's, it was actually to r- get thrown from the plane. Mm. They did a modern test of this and they discovered that if Selfridge had been wearing a helmet, he probably wouldn't have died. <gasps> wow. See,
4: kids? Wear your helmet when when,
1: when, when you're flying the right flyer? No. Always wear even When helmet. you're on
4: a bike. Even when you're in the shower. Because you might slip, even when you're...
1: Helmet. How are you going to wash your hair?
4: Don't worry about it. You're always wearing your helmet. Yeah, you've got a helmet. No one you. When you're sleeping, you. you can fall out of bed.
1: Unless you are got one gonna of those... Someone
4: to hit you over the head of the chair while you're of the
0: Concorde style helmet with, with hair? hair on the top. There we go. <laughs> Isn't there a thing like in some European countries where they're not... They don't... Like, helmets aren't really a big deal yeah you know are we have to wear them here yep. legally but over most there, countries it's not legal and apparently it's yeah like they have less accidents over there or something is that right
4: i think they probably just have more respect for I know, cyclists
1: you no know in sweden they have this invention where you wear it's a collar you wear oh, it around your it's neck like an airbag and then when you crash it senses that you've stopped way too quick and it goes around your head and protects your head
4: no it does not yeah Look it up. It was a Swedish invention. A, so I saw like,
1: like an invention show about it once. And then when I was walking the streets of Stockholm last year, I saw it just ad, you know advertised. And I was like, that's awesome. But obviously, if you bring it here and you got caught without a helmet, you could get fined. <laughs> Even if you're like, but I've got the fucking neck brace thing. Yeah. Wow.
4: That's so funny.
0: It's mm. funny because it's like, just wear a helmet if that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> Is it better than a helmet?
1: I think they claim it, but I don't know. It's way more expensive than a It's like hundreds of dollars. Where I a don't want to look
0: out. like an idiot with a helmet on. I'll just so wear a this
1: collar. Wear a neck brace. Like a dog. Or like Shakespeare. Yeah, it's got a Jacobean ruff. <laughs> uh, the brother's sister, Catherine, a schoolteacher, rushed from Dayton to Virginia and stayed by Orville's side for seven weeks while he was hospitalised. She helped negotiate a one-year extension of the army contract, which, despite them killing the lieutenant... They were still open to the idea of the plane. Wow. A friend visiting Orville in the hospital asked him, has it got your nerve? Nerve, Orville repeated, slightly puzzled. Oh, do you mean, will I be afraid to fly again? The only thing I'm afraid of is if I can't get well enough, soon enough to get the test done by next year. Wow. So he was not afraid. Uh, Deeply shocked and upset by the incident, Wilbur, on the other hand, determined to make even more impressive flight demonstrations in the ensuing days and weeks, he set new records for altitude and duration. In January 1909, Orville and Catherine joined him in France once they'd recovered, and for a time they were the three most famous people arguably in the world. Sought after by royalty, the rich reporters and the public, the kings of Great Britain, Spain and Italy came to see Wilbur fly. Uh, in July 1909, Orville, with Wilbur assisting, uh, completed the flights for the U.S. Army, meeting the requirements of a two-seater able to fly with a passenger for an hour, an average of 40 miles an hour, and land undamaged. That was the rules. Uh, the, so they sold the aeroplane to the, the U.S. Army for $30,000, Hmm. which 30, is like 25, but more because of inflation. It's
0: funny. It was so much more work to get that 30 grand than it would have been if you just went to that competition and flew for a bit.
1: Yes. One kilometer, which he's done forty.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I guess it, yeah, he just he didn't want to do the little comps. He wanted to sell to a, a big killing army. Mm. He wanted to make it a death machine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is fair enough. The girl was passionate about killing. Uh, you gotta respect that. You gotta respect that. When
4: you find your passion, mm. you gotta stick to it. Hundred percent. That's I think that's the saying. That
0: is the saying.
4: Mm-hmm. Find you, when you find your passion, you got to stick to you
1: it. you got to stick to and it. And what's your passion? Moitering.
4: <laughs> Moitering.
1: Moitering. Mm-hmm.
4: Toikies.
0: Murder. <laughs> someone said after that, Scot- we did some Scottish episodes, and someone was real disappointed on Twitter that we didn't say any Taggart style. Murder. Oh, Taggart. Taggart. It's
1: a murder. is <laughs> <laughs> great. I, I don't know if it's still, for years... Taggart himself died or left the show and they just kept going with him as the title character. He wasn't even there. Well, uh,
4: by the time McLeod's daughters finished, the, the McLeod's daughters had gone. Well. Really?
0: All the all the daughters? Yeah.
1: Really? Well, I think, um, what about, about the, the, Gil- the Gilmores? One,
4: the Gilmores, uh, they're
1: still there, yes. On McLeod's farm? Yeah. Wow, see, there is a crossover. It's okay, so well
0: that makes what you said before less stupid, Dave. <laughs> I guess.
1: In October 1909, Wilbur flew at New York City's Hudson Fulton celebrations, circling the Statue of Liberty and making a 33 minute flight up and down the Hudson River alongside Manhattan in view of up to one million New Yorkers. New Yorkers? I'm walking here. I'm flying here. All right. (laughs)
4: Are you mad at yourself for that? Real mad.
1: <laughs> so. But imagine if you were walking and then suddenly a plane just came over. Like, and they're super slow. It's just like... <laughs> I'm walking here! <laughs> well, there was a
0: Simpsons episode where... Someone... Sideshow Bob
1: steals it yeah. <laughs> they're trying to make it get away. <laughs> it just bounces off. <laughs> yeah. And the F1 pilot's trying, trying to overtake it. Well, they try and catch up with it, and they go, uh, suggest we pursue on foot. <laughs> they start chasing him with nets. Yeah, like, like pool cleaners. Yeah. Was that,
0: yeah, that was actually the Wright brothers' plane? Yeah, or... it was supposed to
1: be the Wright brothers' plane, yeah. So fun. Uh, but these flights along uh, the New York Hudson River uh, solidly established the fame of the Wright brothers in America. So now they've made it back home, baby. Yeah. Uh, the two brothers only flew together once ever. Their father made them promise they would only fly separately to avoid them being killed in the same accident if something went wrong.
4: Wow. Brutal, but fair. Like
1: why we never get into a car together? Yep.
0: Mm. Just
1: in case.
4: And why we fly separately?
0: I mean, you're, you're nicknamed after someone who died in a plane crash.
4: Yeah. Why would you tell me that? I mean... Now you, I'm going to be I terrified I of I mean, any... didn't you... You, you, you must chose have known. it in the yeah, ep- when we I were talking make about... Yeah, I that connection until now, and now I'm going to be scared every time I get on a plane. That I will suffer
1: the fate of the original bubble. Aren't you already scared every time you get on a plane? I know I am.
2: Yeah, no, just a no, bit. I
1: love it. I at the back of your mind, do you not think about going down?
0: No, I'm just thinking about I'm going to go be somewhere else. Have fun. I'm I, I, in a new place. Yeah, too. I think
1: about the sacrifice is definitely worth it. <laughs> I'm going to be over there.
4: And if you're going to go out, like at, at least go in an interesting way so that at my high school reunion, like do you hear Jess? She's she yeah uh, she passed away. Oh my god, was she sick? No, no, plane crash. no,
0: no, no uh, diabetes. She
4: was, going, <laughs> she was going to Hobart. You know, you want to be going somewhere really excited. Was,
0: oh, Is no. that a dig at Hobart, Jess? Yep. Interesting. Fuck him. I'm going to Hobart soon. I love good. Hobart. you
4: Are
1: you going to go? There. Are you going to go by
0: ship? No.
4: By no, plane. I'm
0: going to go by plane. Interesting. Well, good luck. And I'm going to name myself uh, Bon
4: Voyage.
0: What's one of the other ones in that crew? I'm going to be uh, Buddy Holly. That's my new nickname. Buddy. Buddy, Buddy.
4: Maybe I will call you Holly.
0: Holly,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's Holly nice. Goes.
4: Okay, Dave. Who else was on that plane?
1: Richie Valens. That was a young one. Can you be Richie? Richie Rich.
4: He's Richie. Holly over there.
1: Yeah. And I'm the bopper. All
0: right, let's go fly
1: somewhere. <laughs> test the shit out. Let's do it. Anyway, test this theory. So all this while, Curtis, our bad boy, he's trying to sell his own planes and his own designs. But the Wrights still thought that even with a different design to their own, he was still infringing on their on their patent, mm-hmm. their patent. Because they
4: just had a patent Does for a flying machine.
1: Yeah, I watched a documentary and they mm-hmm. kept saying patent. Yeah, I've no, I, yeah, that sounds. It sounds too to me. much,
4: too similar to patent. Mm. And I need to know what you're talking about. A patent? Patent. Or a patent?
1: patent? Patent. Patent. But they're obsessed with this patent, and mm-hmm. everyone that. Every, you know, they're trying to sue everyone, pretty much. Curtis refused to pay license fees to the Wrights and sold an aeroplane to the Aeronautic Society of New York in 1909. The Wrights immediately filed a lawsuit beginning a years-long legal conflict. The Wrights filed lawsuits in France and Germany as well. Basically, anyone that wanted to fly, they had legal proceedings brought against them by the Wrights. Curtis suggested that if someone jumped in the air and waved their arms, the Wrights would sue. <laughs> a bad boy that's, got him. Pretty, that's, that's fun. funny that is fun.
4: see he's a bad boy
1: but he's funny mm. got a bit of humor
4: oh, i like that oh, i like a funny bad boy the wright, boy. wright
0: brothers sound a little bit um a little bit uh wrong. full on yeah a bit a bit wrong
4: Yeah. the more it? i read into the no. right
0: right yeah no i don't though. wrong wrong yeah what
4: like the opposite of wrong right would yeah it would be right and their name's also right. It's a different spelling, but they sound the same. So Oh,
0: right sounds like right. You think? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Oh. So, t- I've so, never, never really thought about it like that. Right and right do sound, yeah, somewhat similar.
4: And so then the joke there was that uh, they the rights sound a bit wrong.
0: No, I'm not quite getting it.
4: Okay. Um, I'm just going to cut
0: you off there because
1: this could be the next hour of the show otherwise.
4: Okay, well, I'll, I'll explain it to Matt after the show, I think. Yep. Is that okay, Matty?
0: Yeah, sure. I, I think you're going to find you're not making any sense, though, but okay.
4: Okay, Dave, do go on. Uh, the right's preoccupation... The point is right and wrong are opposites. And no, right, and right, right,
0: right, right... is a, as the flying guy.
4: really thought I'd get there that time. Sorry, Dave, do, do go on.
1: The right's preoccupation with the illegal issue stifled... That... Oh,
0: right and wrong. <laughs>
4: yeah, there we go. There we go. Do you get it now?
0: I'm i I'm not hundred percent sure. <laughs> okay.
4: Dave is very bad at us.
1: The Wright's preoccupation with the illegal issue stifled their work on new designs, and by nineteen eleven, Wright's aeroplanes were considered inferior to those of European makers. Wilbur oh. especially was constantly in and out of court over a two year period. Holy oh, so, shit. So they just they were fighting so much that they sort of forgot about the planes. Yeah. Mm. On June 8th, 1911, Curtis received a US pilot's license number one from the Aero Club of America because the first batch of licenses were issued in alphabetical order. Wilbur Wright received license number five. Oh, uh, What a slap in the face.
4: Brutal.
0: Nah, fair enough. It's alphabetical.
1: Alphabetical. But your enemy just got number one. But you were the first to fly. You were.
0: Yeah, it sounds like they're, they're not in it for the right reasons anymore, the rights. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I feel like, yeah, I feel like they've lost sight on what is right.
4: Alphabetically, I'd get the first one. I was thinking about that the entire time. I didn't listen to anything you just said. I was going, A, B, C, D, E, P, yeah. Q, R, S. Or unless
0: it's on first name, then DJM.
4: God, you're good at the alphabet. That was so fast. Mm-hmm. I've got to sing with a rhyme still.
0: <laughs> it's not a rhyme.
4: <laughs> In a way, it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, suppose, I mean, some of them rhyme <laughs> A B C D E,
4: e F G, G. Oh, right. H I J K N O M N O B. all men, all B. <laughs> oh, That's
0: true, it probably is a rhyme I guess it is a rhyme Q,
4: R, S, T, U, V, W, X, what? Y, Zed. Zed, right.
1: or Z Or no, Z That's why I think Z makes sense Because it fits Z. the rhyme much yeah. better I'm happy to change it to Z
4: So it does rhyme
0: Yeah, no, you're right <laughs> It is definitely a rhyme. I feel like a fucking idiot. I'm right? Yes. You're flying. You're flying right now.
1: Guys, we've got to get to this part of the story, and I don't want to bring the mood down too much, but... Uh Uh-oh. Wilbur Wright fell ill on a trip to Boston in April 1912. Uh Uh-oh. After being diagnosed with typhoid fever, he died on May 30, 1912, at his family home in Dayton, aged 45.
4: Pretty quick turnaround. Mm. You sort of... Became ill and then passed away m- about a month later.
1: Orville blamed Curtis for his big brother's death. Oh, my God. He thought the stress of the constant lawsuits and patent breaches wore his brother down. If that's the case, then stop doing them. Mm.
0: Just build the planes and enjoy the skies.
4: Just enjoy the skies. Just enjoy the skies.
0: It's too bad because I've heard Boston's really nice. So it's, it's too bad that he died before he got there. Mm. Or he fell ill.
1: But just when uh, Orville was at his lowest moment... Mm-hmm. In January 1914, a U.S. Court of Appeals announced a landmark and, to some surprise ruling, the Wright brothers were declared pioneers in the practical art of flying. And it ruled that for every plane made in America, Orville would be able to charge his competitors a 20% royalty. What? Even if they're not using his design. So, if you, so pretty much he's got a, um, like a monopoly on planes. Wow. Make a plane, 20% to the Wright man. 20% that's, that's big big, that's huge But Uh-oh. There is one man He refuses To give his license to You guessed oh, it Oh no Old bad boy Glenn Curtis He will not even Give him the license Mm-mm. So
0: he can He can KB people too Yeah
1: Wow Glenn Curtis Was bankrupted By the brothers Twice Whoa oh, What a dog He had heaps of Innovations ready to go But wasn't able to Market them Because of this patent
0: He wanted to So he was the one who was going I'll make the Let's work together At some point right Yeah yeah, he was He was like He wasn't being an arsehole at all He was trying to help them You know Rising tide Lifts all ships You know what I mean
1: The tide is high
0: And we're moving on
1: Orville apparently felt vindicated by the court's decision, and much to the frustration of his company's executives, he didn't push vigorously for further legal action to ensure a manufacturing monopoly that would keep going. He just thought, they said I was right, I'm happy. Uh, Wilbur had always been the driven one of the pair. In July 1914, World War I broke out and aviation was used in warfare for the first time. Germany, over the war, made nearly 50,000 advanced aeroplanes. However, aviation development in the U.S. was so suppressed by the legal proceedings of people constantly suing each other to such an extent that when the U.S. entered World War I a few years later, no acceptable American-designed planes were available, and U.S. forces were compelled to use French machines. Wow. So no one in America could make advanced airplanes. The Wrights had neglected their own designs for so long that they were now obsolete and useless in warfare. Because they've got those cloth-covered wooden planes, but Americans have that red Baron-style metal biplanes. The yeah, Germans, okay, yeah, sure. sorry, the Germans have the you know those those biplanes. Yeah. So the right, they would just get smashed if they went out there in the yeah. the Wright flyer. Uh, the U.S. entered the war in 1917, and the U.S. government had to step in and resolve the patent dispute to, in order to get their people making airplanes again. The U.S. government, as a result of a recommendation of a committee formed by Franklin D. Roosevelt, then Assistant Secretary of the Navy, pressured the industry to form a cross-licensing organization called the Manufacturers' Aircraft Association. Basically, all aircraft manufacturers were forced to join the association, and each member was required to pay a comparatively small blanket fee for each airplane manufactured, and of that, major part would go to Wright and Curtis Companies. Okay. So instead of Wright getting 20% of everything, now he gets about 1% and Curtis gets about 1%. So everyone gets an even share. Sure.
4: Okay. Well, I mean, that seems nicer, but...
1: So for a small fee, everyone can make planes and use everyone's designs because they just need to build something for the fucking war. Mm. That's what's going on. So basically, the Peyton war is finished. Curtis immediately began producing aeroplanes and his years of experimentation and innovation paid off... He suddenly sold 7,000 of his uh, Curtis J-4s, nicknamed Jennys. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Overnight, he has he had so many orders, he became the largest airplane manufacturer in America. Wow. Overnight. This guy's been bankrupted twice, and now he's like, show me the money.
0: So, the the world war really helped him.
1: Big time. After oh. after the war, his business continued to prosper, though, and by by 1920, when he decided to retire, he had made $32 million. Wow. What? That was equi- a lot of money back then. Just equivalent of three over $300 million by today's standards. Oh, my God. So he's been bankrupt, not very rich, and he's like that's just his personal wealth.
4: Holy shit. That's amazing. And then he
1: retired to Florida, and he was still the director of the company, but he didn't really do much anymore. He just lived it up. That's the way to he do it. He would have
0: retired relatively young then. 'Cause he was younger, 20. he was seven years younger than He would have
1: been in his forties. Yeah. Oh nice. Silver Fox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With salt and pepper. Yes. Three hundred million dollars cash. Yeah, Mr right.
0: Sheffield.
1: <laughs> he was rich. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he comes up every episode every now.
3: Episode. <laughs> Mr. Sheffield.
1: Uh, the patent-sharing arrangement was only designed to last for the duration of the war, but in 1918, the litigation was never renewed. Orville, who cared little for the business side of their work, sold sold his rights in the company in 1915, so he he bailed. Wow. Couldn't be bothered anymore. He made his last flight as a pilot in 1918 and spent the last three decades of his life serving on boards and committees relating to aeronautics. Wow he cut off communication with his sister Catherine when she married in 1926. <gasps>
0: Curtis! Oh, God, that'd be so oh good no, it's guys. not
1: that Imagine bad. That.
4: It's not that bad, but it's bad. Neither
1: Orville nor Wilbur ever married. Oh. He was greatly upset by his sister's choice to marry, even though she was 52 and had been single this whole time.
4: She got married at 52? Yeah. Give her a
1: break. Wait, so it wasn't... He was just angry she
0: got married at all. Yeah,
1: everything I read about it said that he was just annoyed at it, and I was thinking maybe it was because the husband had been married before and he he was widowed. Maybe that's why. But I think the what I, what I was the way I was reading it, he just felt betrayed that she. So he, he was into his sister. I don't know if he's into her, it, but it's just like you know there are always a family. And he
0: wanted him for he wanted her for himself. No isn't that how you're reading that? No, he cut her off because I'm she married someone. a jealousy someone.
4: thing, but not that
1: he wants to. What's he jealous of?
4: That now like
1: companionship because he, he's yeah. his best friend, his brother's died, and now and then he's new his other best friend's his sister, and then she he's leaves. Been re- he's
4: been replaced now. She doesn't. She won't care about him anymore. But it is
1: weird. It's super fucking weird. <laughs> uh, a few years later, though, in 1929, so he cut off all communication to her, but then she got very sick. And initially he said he wouldn't see her, but in 1929 he had to be persuaded to visit Catherine on her deathbed and was there when she died. Oh. What, a
0: fuck, what a piece. I don't like the Wright Brothers Did at I? all. No, they're not coming off that great, are they?
4: kind of dicks.
0: I'm in the Curtis camp. Camp Curtis. Camp Curtis.
4: Big, big time. Hello, Mother. Hello, Father. <laughs> this is me at Camp Curtis. <laughs> worth it. So worth it. <laughs>
1: Uh, in April 1944, the second uh, production Lockheed Constellation, piloted by Howard Hughes, who we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. he flew from uh, Burbank, California, to Washington, D.C. in just under seven hours, which is a record at the time. On the return trip, the airliner stopped at Wright Field to give Orville Wright his last aeroplane flight more than 40 years after his first historic flight. Oh. So just a sign of respect type thing, because he was quite old by then. Apparently, he may have even been briefly handed the controls. <laughs> he commented that the wingspan of the constellation was longer than the distance of his first flight. Hmm. <laughs> wow! Uh, Orville died on. <laughs> wow. that, was, that was so nice. <laughs> oh wow! Wow, so he, genuine. He had a quip.
0: <laughs> it was like you say, "Wow!" Like you believed that the wingspan was. It was. Wait, it was. Very good. I'm or- having a real good I'm having a real good time. Or so my- all I wanted to do there was say Jess was being a dumbass and then realize that I was being a dumbass. That's all I wanted to do. And I think I've achieved that. Did I? I'm not
1: You can retire happy. Uh, Orville died on january 30, forty eight, over thirty five years after his brother wow. following his second heart attack. He had lived from the horse and buggy age right through to the dawn of supersonic flight. He was buried next to his brother. John Daniels, the Coast Guard who took the uh, famous first flight photo, that first ever photo of him flying, Mm -hmm. died the next day.
4: Oh, wow. Yeah. Now I just feel self-conscious every time I say wow, but genuinely wow.
1: Oh, wow. In the final uh, postscript... Oh, wow. Oh, wow. The final postscript, maybe possible fun fact of the story. Mm-hmm. In a weird coming together of old enemies, the Wright Aeronautical Corporation, so the Wright's business, mm-hmm. a successor to the original Wright Company, ultimately merged with the Curtis Aeroplane and Motor Company...
0: As it, became it have. Australia. <laughs> ...on July 5th,
1: 1929, forming the Curtis Wright Company, shortly before Glenn Curtis's death of appendicitis in 1930.
4: It should have been... That way from the beginning. It
1: should basically. have been. They finally came together. And Curtis Wright is still a hugely successful multi-billion dollar company awesome. with over 10,000 employees worldwide. Really? That's awesome.
0: I had no idea. What do they
1: do? Make uh, bikes? It's, no, it's mainly mechanical parts now. Hmm. But that is the story of the Wright brothers and Glenn Curtis. What a, what a tale. A tale as old as time itself. Really?
4: <laughs> oh, Wow. Wow. I, think, I just I, thought that was a cute thing that he
1: said. It is a nice thing. I'm, I'm with you. It was real cute. Now, jerks. i jerks. Sorry. I, I feel like I knew nothing about the Wright Brothers.
0: Yeah, I, I knew nothing about it. I thought that might have been good people. I yeah. had a feeling they were from New Zealand. Um, no. And I
1: th- wow, you really knew less than I did.
0: <laughs> yeah. So they had no connection to New Zealand at all? Not that I came across. Did New Zealand have anything to do with early flight? Not that you came across that. Huh? No, I'm thinking about. I'm yeah. thinking about uh, that flightless bird, probably.
1: Yeah, the kiwi. The kiwi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> New Zealand has a bird that can't fly. The Wright brothers must have been from New Zealand.
0: Mm-hmm. That was my connection. I thought those were like yin and yang, and they cancelled each
1: other out. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. I don't think I know what he <laughs> means. Thank you to everyone who suggested the Wright brothers as a topic. We may have missed some other people, so if you did suggest it, thank you very much. We always appreciate when you guys give us cool topics to report on, which a lot of people are. And uh, we also like to thank everyone that helps support the show via Patreon, patreon.com slash do go on pod. And a very specific shout out to three people. Now I would like to thank mm-hmm. a hero <gasps> amongst men wow, and animals.
0: Okay. What? Dr.
1: Doolittle himself. What? All the way from NYC, New York City, you know, the Big Apple, aka the home of Jake Sullivan. I'm flying here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm flying Jake. (laughs) You're flying Jake. I'm Jake in
4: here. I'm Jake and Jake. Jake, Jake and Jake.
1: Jake, have we said your name enough?
4: Every word becomes Jake now. Thank you to Jake.
1: Thanks so much for supporting the show. All the way it still blows my mind that people across the world to support the show. It's pretty good. So cool. thank you, Jake Sullivan.
4: Well speaking of people across the world, um, <gasps> I would like to thank a friend of ours from Seattle.
1: Oh birthplace of grunge. And from one side of the country to the other.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Rest in peace, Chris mm-hmm. Cornell. Yeah. I know I you know, you, you want me my grief to be over, but
4: Oh, I don't want your grief to be over. I want you to stop interrupting my sentence, but I'm trying <laughs> to thank.
0: Same difference, Jess. <laughs>
4: I'm trying to thank one of our listeners
1: and friends. Do you think he's listening to it on the top of the space needle right now? This
4: uh, dragon is
0: watching it from, uh, listening to it from uh, Fraser's house.
4: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, baby, I hear them. So, <laughs> anyway, funny. that's this favourite song of our good friend Alex Woo, oh, which is a fantastic oh, name.
1: Alex Woo, that is a
0: sweet. Alex name. has
4: wooed me. <laughs> oh, great! Yeah, where to are you be moving wed? to Seattle? We're to be wed. Yes,
0: but see, he moving here.
4: He's moving here. Oh. He's taking my
1: name. The ultimate sacrifice.
4: No, we're hyphenating.
1: Woo Perkins. Wukins.
4: We're gonna just make some oh. we're gonna combine.
1: That is not how a hyphen gonna... works, but I think it's even better. Okay.
4: I changed my mind. We're gonna create our own <laughs> oh,
0: hybrid. I love, I love no, but it. I do like the name Which is
1: quite progressive. Woo hyphen Kins is quite nice. Yeah. Wookins.
0: Wukins. Yeah, Wukins is nice. That's cute, isn't mm. it?
4: Alex and Jess Wukins. So that's nice. Well,
0: surely you'd hyphen wouldn't you merge both names? So you just become one person? Isn't that what marriage is all about?
4: A less Wukins. What about
1: Pookins? No. Poo hyphen kins.
4: <laughs> I won't have it.
1: Okay, Alex. Ball's Should, in your court. Yeah, persuade your wife.
0: <laughs> to be. All right. And I'd love to thank, uh, a little closer to home, uh, from and Victoria. Shep. The, the land, who, who's from Shepparton? We've got Briggs, Australian rapper Briggs.
4: Oh, yeah. Br- okay, Yep. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've done a gig there. Shep Life. So that counts. It's
0: a Cool town. Anyway, uh, this guy. <laughs> I know what
1: I, I. I'm I, relevant. <laughs> I'm cool. I know what towns are.
0: <laughs> I think we we do tend to attract awesomely named people, mm-hmm. and this is this is up there with us at least the two you've just said. Probably better than those, to be honest.
4: Wowzers. Okay. Okay. Little fancy. Nice try.
1: On the behalf of Jake Sullivan, I'm a
0: bit upset. I, I think works. I think it might be my favorite name, uh, ever.
4: A lot of hype. Jonty O'Neill. Oh fuck you! Yeah. How good's that? I'm yeah, sorry, right. Jake
1: and Alex, but that <laughs> is awesome. Jaunty.
0: Jaunty O'Neill.
4: Jaunty O'Neill. That's a great. That would so be a good, good
1: pub name. Oh, I'm gonna meet you at the Jaunty. Hold the beer. Oh. I mean, hold the food. Shit.
0: <laughs> you can hold the beer, but when I get there, you're gonna have to pass it to me oh,
1: okay. Okay. so I can drink it. it. It's gonna be warm. <laughs> no, I'm holding my imagine, pants.
4: I imagine us holding a beer and Dave just lapping at it
1: like a cat. <laughs> 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 yeah, but how good. do I get the bottom bit? <laughs> This like makes no sense. Pushing his
0: face into yeah. it.
4: <laughs> he just drinks the tops of beers.
0: <laughs> he's a real head man.
1: I've Loves had, head. I've had thirty pints. <laughs> and I've only had about fifty mil of drink. <laughs> Fuck alcohol's expensive, isn't it, guys? I love shot glasses though. I can get right to the bottom of them. <laughs> get my tongue in there. Have a slurp.
0: Uh, he's very good at lick, lick, sip, suck. Lick, sip, lick, sip, suck.
1: Is that it?
4: Yes. Good.
0: <laughs> People don't do that much anymore. This was a real popular thing back in the day.
4: What in the seventies? Well, when I was a boy. Yeah.
0: Eighteen seventies.
1: <laughs> when I was a boy. What was <laughs> it you? Lick the uh, kerosene. <laughs> lick the battery.
4: Sip the. <laughs>
1: sip, sip the um. Asbestos. I'm trying to think of other out, outdated things that people don't use anymore because they're unsafe. And then suck Suck the
0: penny-farthing time.
1: <laughs> and we're out. Oh, we made it! Thank you so much to everyone that does support us through Patreon. It's really taken a kick lately, and we are well uh, in sight of the goal of Jess and Matt getting a tattoo. Remember, if Matt wins, you get well. You get to vote who gets the tattoo, and then if Matt wins, you get to vote what he gets tattooed on him.
0: Yeah, the goal I'm still excited about is our first international tour. Which okay. is obviously ages away, but still We're we there. Get there. We're
4: getting
1: there. Oh were... every day we're a little bit closer. Dr- if we go, can we go to Washington, D.C., to the Smithsonian, so we can see the, the Wright Brothers plane? Yes. I
0: reckon we've got to map it out so we go through everywhere we can try and see all these things. We've got to go to Dayton, Ohio. Oh, my God. We've got to go to the
1: Space Needle. You Nadal. know, we've
4: talked about a lot of things on this <laughs> now We've
1: probably covered about 20 states. And
4: by the time that that goal is reached, it will be another couple of years away, probably.
1: Huh. Uh, my dream is to see Mount Rushmore. Man, I want to see that. Yeah, it's a f- yeah, all right.
4: Well, oh. now we've mentioned it, so now we fucking <laughs> have to. Ah,
0: We're to get to Elvis' uh, ranch. Yeah. Oh, Graceland. Graceland. I'm going to Graceland. Graceland.
4: Memphis, Memphis Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Anyway.
1: But uh, every dollar gets us a little bit closer, and you can get rewards like bonus episodes that we do once a month, exclusive stuff. Uh, we do, like, a newsletter sometimes and uh, all kinds of stuff, but only if you help us out through patreon.com slash a way of keeping the show going and another way of keeping the show going is suggesting topics. Uh all the links are in the description of the episode, but Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, you type in at dogoonpod pod to find us on email.com. Email um thanks to Planet Broadcast, we don't give them Planet Broadcasting we don't give them much of a shout out, but there's awesome other podcasts you can check out on the on the network. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, two on the him, think, tank. think tank. One of my favorites.
1: Dragon friends, don't you know who I am? Jess and Matt have been on that show with Josh Earl, an awesome quiz show lately. So check that out. And of course, the Weekly Planet. Who could forget?
4: Who could bloody forget? Who could
1: bloody forget those two beautiful boys?
4: Beautiful, beautiful bloody boys. So I've forgotten. What, what's that? Oh no. No,
0: nah, that's a great show. That's one of my favorites. Love it. I uh, oh, love it.
1: Uh, thanks everyone for listening. We will be back with a brand new report next week, and uh. And I've got to put up my new uh, Patreon poll. You can vote for my next topic. Who knows what the uh, subject matter will be, but I'll put three together and hopefully, Matt, will do you proud. Hopefully, this
0: yeah, time. Yeah, you got a little bit of work to do. Yeah, I'm sorry. I want to see. I want to see you what's be able the, to get more than at least forty or fifty percent.
4: What's the opposite of beginner's luck?
0: Yeah, beginners being shit. Yeah,
4: you got that. You got a case of the beginners being shit. I thought the
0: beginners right. fucked it. <laughs>
4: So nice. I thought it went quite well. It
1: hmm. was a great day. Oh, look, you're beautiful.
0: The, I think I think the the voters did as as well as they could with what you offered, but hopefully an improvement in three weeks time.
1: Hopefully, but there's only one way to find out. That is to listen to the show. But until then, I will say goodbye. Voters. Bye.
4: <laughs>
3: wow.